Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother Savala, come take your liberty tonight. We're so glad that you're here. Praise, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? Let's thank you. Oh, Lord Jesus, we ask you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord God, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your great glory, Jesus. We love you, O oh Lord, above all things. Lord, above all things, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen. I'm thankful for the order of the service. Uh, there is great expectation and faith uh, that, uh, that is present and that has been present. And especially after services like we have been having, uh, there is there is the the expectation and sometimes even the push to try to make something happen like uh, it had happened in the last few services. And so I'm thankful for the way that the Holy Ghost has uh, moved and uh, in some ways slowed things down. And uh, and so God God knows who is going to be here. He knows who is listening. And, uh, and the Lord would save. I'm just going to tell you, miracles can still take place in this place tonight. Amen. Praise God. All God needs is somebody that will believe, truly believe, and begin to reach for him. That's all God needs. Amen. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, and thank you for standing, all those that can, in honor to the word of the Lord. Isaiah the 66th chapter, the book of Isaiah, the 66th chapter, amen. While you're turning there, uh, just uh, I want to say how thankful I am for Pastor and Sister Rig and their great kindness to me and extension my family over the time that's here. And, and uh, I think this is week number six, and that's a long time to tolerate me. And, uh, and so I'm thankful to... Uh, to them, and I'm thankful to this church for your faithfulness, amen, and for the faith that's evidenced and pushing forward, praise God, may, may what the Lord is accomplishing through you uh, and with you at this time be something that you commit to holding on to, amen, amen, praise God. Isaiah 66 and verse 1, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all these things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man or person will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. He that killeth an ox is as is if as he slew a man. He that sacrificeth a lamb as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation as if he offered swine's blood. He that burneth incense as if he had chosen as blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways. And their soul delighteth in their abominations. I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them. 
Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. Hear the word of the Lord. Ye that tremble at his word, your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. Jesus, help us over the next little while this night. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for great confirmation. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for all those here. God, the hungry, the thirsty, those, oh, Lord God, that are indeed in the balance, Jesus. Oh, I pray, oh, God, something said this night. God would create faith, oh, Lord, faith to repent, faith to turn, faith, oh, God, to stay upon the road of holiness and righteousness. We love you, oh, Lord, in the name of the name of the Lord Jesus, we praise you. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Verse number three of Isaiah 66 begins a, a progression, if you would, and a, uh, a very sobering uh, series of descriptions that the Lord gives. And you have to remember when you read the book of Isaiah that he is writing and the Lord is not talking to the world. He's not talking to the Gentile world. He's talking to what was then known as the church. He's talking to then uh, the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. Uh, and he is, he is talking to them uh, and letting them know that they had great pride. Uh, in their tradition. They had great pride in their sacrifices. They had great pride. They obeyed somewhat what the word of the Lord said. They had their customs to them, religiousness and being uh, what we would call a Christian today, but what was called just a child of God or an Israelite then, uh, uh, to them, it was just something to go through the motions. We're just going to make God happy, uh, but we're not going to really worship him with all of our heart. And the Lord gets tired of those things. And, and he begins to tell them here in verse 3. He said, he that killeth an ox is as if he was a murderer. Here they are. They're bringing their sacrifice to the temple. But in their hearts, uh, they're going to go back to their sin. They're going to go back to their unrighteousness. Uh, they're going to go back to the things uh, that God deplores uh, and indeed is even an abomination to him. That's the world that we live in today. I said, that's the world we live in today. There are lots of people uh, that they just think they can continue in sin. Uh, as the writer in the book of Romans said, uh, shall we continue in sin uh, that grace may abound? Uh, they have decided uh, that the God they serve uh, is just so loving and so kind uh, that I can just do whatever I want to do, uh, however I want to do it, uh, and still say I'm a Christian, uh, still say uh, I love God, uh, still say, oh, I believe that Jesus is the truth. That is not an old theology. That's something that's not new, rather. That's something that's old. We're reading about it here. 
where they they did their sacrificing. They did. Uh, uh, they wore. It's kind of like uh, I'm not knocking. I'm just telling you what I saw. Uh, I was in in Texas in the South, and and I saw uh, they sell T-shirts said I'm Baptist, but I still cuss a little. Well, I'm just going to tell you something. Uh, the Baptist of 30 years ago, you'd never seen a shirt like that. But what happened? Uh, their theology, we can come uh, and bring a sacrifice to God uh, on Sunday. Uh, and we can walk back out and cuss on Monday. Matter of fact, we just do it when we get in the car. Uh, we Well, praise God. Uh, I'm not praising God for that. Uh, I'm praising God because I know the truth. Uh, I know what it's like uh, to be set free. But if you're not careful, if you're not careful, if we're not careful, this world manipulates. The Bible says after, after the Lord goes through this progression, he said, matter of fact, it's a, in one place he said, your offerings is as if you, if you was given swine's blood, the most unclean animal to the Jew. But look at what I'm bringing to you. Man, that's like throwing swine's blood on my altar. You really think I'm going to accept that uh, when you're going to go back to your stuff that you're doing? Uh, you're going to go back to shacking up. Uh, you're going to go back uh, to lying and smoking. Uh, and we'll come down here and raise our hands uh, and feel a little bit of God uh, and walk back out the door uh, and go back to our sins uh, and go back to our debauchery uh, and go back to our lying uh, and go back to our cheating. It's like throwing swine's blood on the altar. The scripture said, the Lord said, I, I will choose their delusion. I will bring their fears upon them. The thing that you're so afraid of in the world that we live today, people are afraid. Spirits of fear. They'll put on their sign. Oh, they'll, they'll put First Timothy, what is it, 1-7 or 2 Timothy 1-7. Uh, uh, for God's not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love uh, and a sound mind. Uh, and they've even manipulated their consciences uh, to believe uh, that I'm walking in power and love uh, and a sound mind, uh, but I can still sin a little bit. That's a delusion, friend. I said, that's a delusion. That's a delusion of a seared conscience if you're not careful. Oh, but thanks be to God. There's a place where there's still a clear sound. Oh, we're not perfect people, but we've said, God, I don't want to walk in a delusion. God, I don't want my way. I want your way. Notice, notice what he said. I'll send them a... I'll choose their delusion because, and here's the reason, when I called, when I called, none of us are here by accident this night. Folks that are listening, I, 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 I appreciated the way that Pastor said what he did about coming. He said it almost every service. 
There's some that are actually sick. There's others that's using it as an excuse because you don't want to come to the church because uh, you really don't want to be confronted. You want to check in uh, and just say, I showed up online, uh, but you really don't want to be confronted. Uh, you've learned how to try and live uh, in your delusion. Because I can feel a little bit of God in my recliner. It's not the same as coming down to an apostolic altar and repenting of my sin and saying, oh God, pastor, I'm going to do right. But if you're not careful, and I'm not just talking to here to whoever may be listening, I'm talking to all of us right now. If you're not careful, if you get used to living that way, you'll not just get your delusion that the Lord said, I'll choose, but your fears will come upon you. This is an extreme example. But I have a family member right now. She's finally got the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name. She's on her deathbed. And I preached a revival years ago. She came with her husband and their children. And when they were there, her husband felt the power of God. And God began to draw that man. And my sister leaned over and said, if you go this way, I'll leave you. And he turned from an altar and went with his wife. And it wasn't but about 10 years later, he leaves his wife. She comes down with MS. She's in a, she's in a wheelchair today. Can't move any, everything's controlled by however they do it with their neck. That's where she's sitting right now. She's got 24 seven care, but the husband left and the children left. The thing you were afraid of, if I, if I let you get in church, I'll lose my family. I'll lose my identity. Oh, thank God. My sister forgot the Holy Ghost and been baptized, but a family has been shattered. Oh, I know it don't happen like that all the time. I know whole families that walk out. Husband and wife stay together forever, and the family seems to be tight-knit, but they don't go to church. They don't love God. Their lives become intertwined and messed up with the world. Why? Because I got used to coming to the house of God. I'm going to live like I want to live. I might even pay my tithes. I might even do a little something. I, I might, I, man, I feel like there's a backslider somewhere. Listen to this. Maybe you're here today. I don't know everybody that's here. You need to make up your mind whether or not I'm going to serve God with all my heart. Oh, I'm not talking about like the churches out there do it. You say, well, you mean are you throwing every church under the bus? No, just a whole bunch of them. I know that sounded funny, but I ain't trying to be funny. There ain't no, I'm just telling you, if I didn't believe what, I, what I'm preaching right now, I'd be back out in nightclubs. Uh, I'd be back out doing all the stuff that I was doing uh, almost 30 years ago. Uh, but God uh, set me free. Uh, God uh, put my family... There ain't anything in this world uh, that I want to go back to. But 
we live in a world uh, that wants one hand over here uh, and one over here. And I'm here to tell you, you can't have both. Uh, it's got to be one uh, or the other. When I called, yeah, preacher, I know God. I feel the presence of God. I, 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 mean, I, know, I know God loves me. I get to where I can't even, I, I almost hate hearing that stupid phrase. Oh, God loves me. Yeah, it's always an excuse for why you don't have to serve God. Oh, God loves me. Yeah, God loves you, but he doesn't love you where you are. He loves you as an individual. He wants to save you from where you are. He wants to pull you up out of it. Well, praise God. God wants to pull you up out of it. You wouldn't be listening to this preacher tonight uh, if I was still over there in a world. Uh, I knew God loved me, but I knew I wasn't saved. Because I called. I called and nobody answered. I'm too busy. I married a wife. My family means too much. I got a job. Job means too much for career. I mean, I got some folks are just, they're just lazy. There's some places, uh, they just, I mean, they want, they're so used to the handouts of this world that they think living for God is one big welfare plan. They'll come in, get a little, oh, I feel God, and walk right back out there doing whatever they was going to do. When I called, none did answer. Notice what he says. When I spake, they did not hear but they did evil before mine eyes and chose, they chose, they chose. Nobody forces you to do the things you're doing. Well, I'm, I'm addicted and I can't help it. That's a lie. Oh, there's chemical addictions that do come to the body. But when somebody gets hungry enough when somebody gets tired enough, uh, with the I just talked to somebody, uh, I believe his name's Tim, over here at, at that health food store, Burger King, uh, and and I was in the I was in the drive-through and I was getting a, a soda, and, and and old Tim he had a pack of Newports, Newports and Vincent Hedges menthols. That was my brand, anywhere from three to five packs a day. Twenty something years ago, almost thirty. That was my brand. I saw him in his pocket. I said, hey, man, Newport. Boy, those smell good, don't they? He said, oh, man, I forgot I got them. He wasn't supposed to have them there. Yeah, I put my. He said, you smoke? I said, man, it's been, been about 26, 27 years ago. How'd you quit? I said, man, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Hey, we didn't have time for a Bible study. I said, Tim, I'm gonna come back and see you. I want. He goes, I want to talk to you. I said, I'm gonna tell you, it was God. I, I got tired of it, man. But God, God delivered me. When somebody gets tired of their sin, 
God will deliver. Yes, there might be a struggle. I know what it's like to struggle with some addictions, but I was so hungry, I wasn't gonna quit. God, I messed up, but I'm coming on. I'm not, I wasn't looking for an excuse to stay in my sin. I wanted deliverance. When I called, they didn't, they didn't hear me. They chose. They chose. You make a choice of the things you're going to watch. You make a choice of the things you're going to say. Oh, I understand. I know when you just, it's a habit. That's just a natural response. I was in, in a place here not within the last week I can't remember where it was and, and I heard I remember even some 20 some years ago you didn't hear a whole lot of ladies cussing even in bars you didn't hear a whole lot of that uh, and, and, and most guys were still kind of I mean unless you really knew the, the, the lady but I mean you, you would try to be respectful but not today's world uh, we'll go to some place the women are just as filthy mouthed uh, as the fellas are why? Because that's the environment. Uh, the world's not getting better. Uh, it's getting worse. Uh, it's getting more debauched. Uh, it's getting more filthy. Uh, it's getting more demonic. Uh, and the brighter or the darker that that gets, uh, the brighter uh, the light of the Holy Ghost shines. Uh, when somebody uh, walks into a building uh, and they're not made up and they ain't got all the accruderments of the world. Uh, I'm just loving Jesus. Uh, I ain't no better than anybody else. Uh, but I'm Listening, I made a choice. I made a choice. And he said they chose to do evil before my eyes. You just mark this down, everybody in this room. God sees everything that you do. He sees it all. He knows the thoughts. He knows the intents of the heart. The scripture said all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. It's for that reason that people don't like preaching. It's for that reason that even if they do, they just want a T.D. Jakes or they want a, they want a Joel Olstein or they want one of these guys that's not going to, they just be a better person. Just, just be a better you. Just, just be a better human being. Don't give me doctrine. Don't give me, don't give me separation from the world. Don't tell me that there's actual sin out there and that sin's not going to enter into heaven. Don't make me make a choice, preacher. Uh, but that's what this one's doing because uh, that's what the word of God does. Uh, God said, I called. Uh, I told you but you won't hear but you won't listen but you won't do and he said I'm going to give you over to the delusion I know it's in popular preaching not even a whole lot of apostolic churches even anymore give me those verses there if you would the first one Tell them where you're reading from. Psalm 147, verse 11. Read. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. Yeah. The Lord taketh pleasure in those that fear. Fear. Fear him. 
Not as the Christian world says. Well, that don't mean to be scared of God. If you've heard that, somebody lied to you. I'm telling you, they lied to you. When it says the fear of God, it means exactly what it says. It means to have a trembling in your heart. It means to be afraid to do a sin. I'm telling you, that's what it means. You want revival? Get a bunch of people that are afraid to sin. They walk in their house. God, does this make you happy? God, if I read this, is this please? I mean, they begin to check everything in their life. I'm walking in the fear of God. Read. In those that hope in his mercy. Those that hope in his mercy. Read the next verse that I gave you. Psalm 97 and 10. Read. Ye that love the Lord. Ye that love the Lord. Hate evil. Is there anybody here that claims to love the Lord? Hallelujah. Raise Raise your hand if you claim to love the Lord. Well, then here's what the scripture says. Ye that love the Lord. Hate evil. I fear God and I hate evil. I don't hate the person. I know I understand the world we live in. Well, that's hate speech. No, that's God's speech. It's salvation speech. I'm not talking about racist terms. I'm not talking about homophobic terms. I'm telling you that adultery is a sin. That's not hate. It's a sin. God hates sin. I'm telling you fornication is a sin. Fornication, God hates. God hates lying. God hates cheating. God don't hate the person but he hates the sin and if the person keeps on doing the sin they will end up in hell I wish I could preach this well I wish I could I wrestled with God about preaching this not that I not too hard it was too strong I knew what I was supposed to do But I'm going to tell you why I hate preaching a message like this. Because in today's world, it almost does nothing. You preached this 30 years ago, Pastor. Folks would be running altars. People would be wanting to serve God. I repent, I'm sorry, not today. They'll even clap and say amen, knowing that the word of God's talking to them. No fear. That's a logo somewhere I have for you. No fear. That's your big on no fear. Ain't got no fear. Another one, no shame. That's the problem with our world today. They don't fear anything and nothing shames them. Nothing embarrasses them anymore. Talk about anything, see anything. Nothing is a shame. Nothing embarrasses. But ye that love the Lord hate evil it's what I'm looking at evil does it lead to evil thoughts does it lead to, lead to evil imaginations is it going to lead me down to a place oh this may not be wrong right now but where is it going to lead me to read 
He preserveth the souls of his saints. He, he delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. He preserves the soul of the saints. He's got those, those that fear him and those that love him. Oh, I'm not better than anybody in this room. There ain't a sinner in this world that I'm better than. Most of the time I feel like the chiefest of sinners. I ain't murdered anybody. I ain't killed anybody like Paul did. But I, I know what it's like to be a backslider. I know what it's like to. I know what it's like to be hypocritical. Your God has still chosen me to be a preacher of His gospel. But I've done everything I can since the day I repented of those things. I don't want to go back to it. God, I want to hate evil as much as you hate evil. And I want to love the things that you love like you love them. I know that in me there dwelleth no. There's nothing good in Joseph Allah without the Holy Ghost and without doing my best to walk. There ain't anything good. But oh, I love him because he first loved me and I don't want to get to a place. Well, I'm going to sin. I'll let you, I'm going to choose your delusion for you. I'll choose the lie that you want to believe. So what is, what is the solution? What do I, what do I do, preacher? God, the scripture says, thank you, is not mocked. God is not mocked. Make no mistake, everybody that's listening to me right now, there is coming a day of judgment. I said, there's come, Brother Cash. Thank God you're here. Thank God God touched your body. You the I think you're the last one, newest one, got the Holy Ghost, son. God loves you. He put his spirit into you. He's got his name on you. You've been baptized? Okay. You got the name of the Lord Jesus on you. He thought so much of you. He put his spirit in. But let me tell you something, son. There's coming a day of judgment. You make sure to walk as worthy as you can of what God's put down deep in you. Because you're going to stand in judgment, son. Your mama's not going to stand there for you. The preacher's only going to give an account for you. But when it comes that day, Brother Cash is going to stand before God on whether or not you lived for him or you rejected his word. So, man, that's, that's not right to tell a child that. Sure it is. The scripture said to train up a child in the ways that he should go. He said to remind your children morning, evening, and night. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. Somebody said, well, it's not going to be fair. There's going to be children that's going to go to hell because of their parents. You're right. It's not God's fault. God put it upon every parent to seek God, to worship God. And God has allowed parents to raise up children in the way they should go. That's both bad ways and good ways. And there are some here, maybe you didn't have a church background. And while you listen, some of this may seem foreign to you, but there's something grabbing in your heart. Because every one of us, 
So, Brother Savala, how strong you feel about it? I feel so strong, and I wish I'm just telling you, I'd like to just put this mic down and stop preaching and go find somewhere and just pray because I feel like I'm doing an absolutely terrible job with the message God's given me. Because I know, I know, listen to this preacher, this is how much I believe it. I believe at judgment day, God's going to call me to give account for what I am preaching right now. That's why I know I'll name some things. That's why I know that it can make some people mad. I've had them get up and walk out when I'm preaching like this. Oh, I want the love of God. I want the peace of God. I want all of this of God, but I don't want the righteousness preacher. I don't want to hate sin. I don't want those things, but that's what God came to save us from. He came to deliver. He came to set free. I've had folks, they want me to pray for them, and I've had God stop me. No, don't. Why? Because all they want is a touch without a change. I'll get a preacher to put my hand on it. Boy, I feel good. But what about walking out and saying, I ain't going to sin no more. What God's done, I ain't going back to that no more. We know how to hear, but not listen or obey. So we sit, I'm just telling everybody in this room, when you hear preaching like this, and God moves. When you resist, all you're doing is hardening your heart to the word of God and heaping judgment upon yourself. That's not my word. That's God's word. He said, I, I talked to him. He said in one place, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation, as in the day of wilderness and the temptation. What did he mean? He was in that wilderness and he tried to help him. He was trying to teach him. He was giving him law and commandment. But we don't want that. We just want what we desire. We just want a God that'll give us food. We just want a God that'll give us water. But we don't want a God that we really got to serve day after day after day. So, so what do I, what do I do, preacher? What's the, what's the solution? That's found in verse three of our text. Or verse 2, he said, For all these things hath mine hand made, all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man, this person, will I look. This person, will I look. When I came to the Lord back at 22, almost 23 years old, and I walked in the church, the pastor, I'm glad he didn't tell me then. He said it about three years later. He said, when Joseph Allah walked in here, I thought, man, what in the world can you do with him, God? It looked like a derelict to society. What an endorsement. 
Oh, I didn't walk in. I wasn't, I wasn't a bum. And all. I mean, but I was. I just was surviving in life. Messing with drugs. Messing with all the stuff of the world. But I was tired of it. And I was sick of it. And I didn't even know if God would even help me or hear me. But I wanted something more than what I had. And I come walking in. And God, his voice began to thunder through the preaching. And it began to thunder through the word. And all of a sudden, something got deep down inside of me and said, there's some hope for you, boy. But you're going to have to serve me. You're going to have to come. Like the man, the woman that God's looking for. Not how I want to bring a sacrifice. Not what I want to do. He said to this person, will I look? To the person that's poor, that's not financially. Although oftentimes, the more broke somebody is, the more broke their spirit is. But it's talking about the poor in spirit. I'm broken. I ain't got nothing. Is there anything you can do with this? I'm going to tell you something, brother. That's one of the hardest things in the world when you start dealing with other churched people uh, that they baptize Trinity uh, and they don't really even believe in receiving the Holy Ghost evidence of speaking with other tongues. Uh, and they'll walk around uh, and they'll tell you you're a good person uh, if you just accept Jesus. Uh, you got to get people unsaved uh, before you can even get them saved. But get me somebody uh, that's out there on a bar stool somewhere. Uh, somebody that the world's kicked to the curb. They don't care. They're just going to obey uh, whatever the preacher said. Why? Because I'm poor. Uh, I'm broke. Uh, I got nothing to offer. Uh, if that's what the word of God says, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I've watched them. I've seen many altar calls when they get up. Uh, cigarettes, I'm telling you, uh, you want a sign of a revival uh, that's really happening uh, when they get up from an altar. Uh, jewelry's on the altar. Uh, cigarettes is on the altar. Uh, I've seen weapons on the altar. Uh, I don't need this no more. Uh, why? Because I got the Holy Ghost. Because uh, I got God uh, like I've never had it before. To this man will I look. That is poor and contrite. Broken. I don't believe I got to cry. Oh, when you really repent, you'll cry. Because you'll finally see yourself in the light of God's gospel. The proud. Oh, I met them. They're so proud of their heritage. 
of their religious heritage. They're so proud of it. Grandpa was this. I've had them sit in Bible studies and their marriage was on the rocks. And man, we got to teach it a Bible study. And Brother Goff, when I got to, to baptism in Jesus' name, I'm talking people, their tears was running down their face. And man, they're trembling in my living room. But when I got to, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. I've watched the tears shut off and say, my grandmama, she was bat- she wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. You're telling me she's going to hell. You're telling me this. I've watched conviction shut right off because now all of a sudden they're more proud of their heritage than they are having a contrite spirit before God. Oh, God. I don't like preaching like this. God, I really hope I'm not wasting your time. I really do. I really do, God. I really do, God. I could have preached a lot of other stuff. Broken in a contrite spirit. God's not going to despise. He's looking for somebody that's hungry. And he says this. He said this is who I'm looking for. They're broken. They're poor. They're contrite, Pastor. And they tremble at my word. I've watched them. I've sat in services and they're grabbing the back of pews and their hands are shaking and they're, they're trembling at the word of God. And some of them respond, but I've seen a lot of them. They've walked out the door the same way, but they're really not the same way. When they walk out that door, there's a great possibility they're walking out harder than what they walked in because they've learned how to resist the spirit. They've learned how to resist the fear of of God. Oh, I wish there was some. I'm reaching for even some young people right now. Oh God. Is it so is it so hard, God? We want to see miracles, and we have been. But the greatest miracle is when somebody is born again of the water and of the Spirit. I've seen them come in to churches. They've got all kinds of the world's looks. they got all kinds, and some of them are embarrassed. They're looking at the church full of people, and they see all the stuff that we're wearing. And some churches go so far as say, well, you don't have to do that. Just come casual. And they're just trying to make everybody comfortable. Why do we do this? Because God's brought us out a long way. I'm not better, but I'm telling you that the person that you are right now, if you'll submit to God and you'll come and say, God, I want to be free, you can be the person that God is looking for. The Bible said to this man, 
this woman will I look. Make no mistake, the Lord God is walking these aisles looking for people. Bob, Lori, I prayed for you. I prayed for you the whole day down in that room. God, I don't know you, man, but the hand of the Lord's on you. Jesus is walking these aisles looking. He's looking for the poor. He's looking for the contrite. He's looking for those that tremble at the word of God. Jesus God, oh, I can go a lot longer, Lord. You know I can. he looking to you can he count on you when was the last time ma'am sir brother sister you trembled in the presence of God when was the last time you really wept and sobbed and cried we live in a world let me tell you how hard it, I'm watching it even on Pentecostal children Pastor, there used to be a tenderness. There's a couple in here in this church. I've been praying, been almost six weeks now. I've been praying every day. God, oh God, give them an experience in you that they will never forget. And every time it comes back at me when they begin to weep. But they're too proud. I'm not going to cry. I'll cover my face. I don't want nobody to see. I don't want to. Let me tell you something. You get desperate enough. You get hungry enough. You don't care who sees. You don't care what anybody says. I got to touch God. And I know. Because so many folks watch internet and watch television and you got preachers on there that are nothing but paid actors they don't care about people's souls uh, just send them the money and if we're not careful in apostolic ranks uh, we'll turn their preachers into the same thing 
and I understand. Oh, that preacher boy, he's starting to cry. He knows how to turn it on to jerk your emotion and you're nuts. I cry and wept when nobody's around. I cried and prayed down to that room earlier today. I got a list of names. I started going through them and I, I started getting excited because some of those names uh, we've been praying for and I realized some of them have been coming and not all have responded but, but I realized and they're all having opportunity. They're having opportunity to be broken and to be the individual that God is looking for. God resisteth the proud but giveth grace to the humble. I felt strong of the Lord to end this way and I'm still not comfortable doing it but I'm going to obey the Lord every head bowed every eye closed and I mean nobody looking around and nobody getting up and moving right now nobody looking around every head bowed sit down nobody moving around right now this is serious That's what I mean, no fear of God. We're just going to do what we want to do. If the Lord came right now, if you passed away right now, are you ready to meet the Lord? If you are not, I want you to slip your hand up in the air in honesty to God right now. God, I'm not ready to meet you in the condition of my heart right now. Come on. Quickly. Thank you. There's some that you didn't lift your hand because you're afraid of what a preacher might do. I'm not doing anything right now. Some of you got mad because of the authority that's in this place. I've been preaching here now a whole bunch of weeks. Have not yet had a service like this. The Holy Ghost is ministering in every heart right now. If you're not ready to meet God, and you know my heart's not right, but I want to be right, you need to come quickly, quickly to this altar. Come on. God, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care what they say. Quickly. God, I want to be a child. Thank God there's some young people that are honest. There's some young people. I'm going to tell you what. If this service does nothing but save some young people. And let me tell you something. Some of them, they're tenderhearted. They've been praying every service. There's some adults out there. you got so much pride. you got so much resistance to God. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. You realize? He touched.
I'm reaching for God. I'm reaching for God. Come on, right there where you are, reach for God. God help us. God help us. God help us. God help us. Oh, come on, sir. Don't be afraid of what you feel. God, God is drawn. God wants to do a work today. Come on, ma'am. Come on, young person. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. I want to be a God. I want to be a person that God's looking for. God hears my heart. Let it be broken. Let it be poor. Let it be contrite. Come on. Come on down to this altar. Come on. Come on. At the altar is the place of sacrifice. God, I put my spirit on the altar. I put me upon the altar. Come on, church, those of you that don't need to pray for yourself, be sensitive of what's going on around you right now. Come on, come on. A broken and a contract spirit, oh God, I'll not despise. Come on, help us here. Help us here tonight. The Holy Ghost is moving throughout this building right now. There's deliverance. There's deliverance. Oh, what a right heart. Oh, God. Somebody can leave filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody can leave with repentance in their life. With a mind made up, I'm going to be the person that God is looking for. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, sisters. Uh, come on. Uh, those of you uh, that you got your calling and election, sure, uh, help us in these altars. Uh, come on. Uh, the Spirit. Uh, the Spirit. Oh, God. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, that's right, sir. <laughs> oh, yes, Jesus. Uh, come on. Uh, come on. Uh, just follow the directions. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, it's for you. It's for your children. It's to all that are afar off. Come on. You let that heart break. You let those tears flow. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've been. The Holy Ghost is here. He's looking for hearts that will repent for somebody that'll say, God, if you can do anything with the pieces, here they are. I want to be the person 
you're looking for. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's right. Pray. Pray. A broken and a contrite spirit. Oh, God, I want to be saved. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I want to make sure. I want a clean heart. Oh, that's right. Come on. Come on. Oh, it's amazing grace that's reaching for your heart right now. Oh, it's amazing grace. Those tears, that's a brokenness. Oh, a broken and a contrite spirit. God loves that. God loves that. God, forgive me. Oh, God, I'm sorry. God, I heard the preaching. I believe your word. God, I've done some things, many things that I'm ashamed of. Some that nobody knows, but I'll repent of them, God. And you can do a work in my life.